Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbot, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Welcome back to another episode of Personal Finance Redefined. Many of you might have heard of Slack. Many of you have not. Now, I was late to the trend of Slack, meaning a previous firm that I was with did not use Slack. And Slack is just a very well-known application that companies use now to communicate with one another. So let's say that you don't want to have to email every time you want something done, but you also don't want to text someone because that's a little personal. So Slack was created. And the reason, and the only reason I'm bringing up Slack, is because there's a man by the name of Stuart Butterfield. And Stuart and his team had tried unsuccessfully for a number of years to get a multiplayer online game off of the ground. Now, he eventually pulled the plug and shut it down, but what he realized was that his next venture could come from the communication system that they used while setting up the game. That communication platform allowed various members of the team to have conversations on different topics in different groups, and it archived every conversation so they could look back if necessary. Now, in 2012, this became Slack. Slack now has upwards of 8 million daily users. The company was valued at $5 billion with a B, $5 billion, after its last round of fundraising, making uh, Butterfield a rich man. And he talked about it on How I Built This with Guy Raz, which is another famous podcast. Um, We're hoping to uh, (laughs) supersede that podcast, so uh, keep the comments coming. Um, And anyway, Butterfield was asked how this enormous uh, wealth impacted his life. And he told him that it beyond a certain level of wealth, it just doesn't make your life any better. And what he went on to describe was three levels of wealth. And I like this, and it's something that at times I will bring into conversations with prospects and specifically with clients when they ask me about, you know, how to think about money because a lot of the conversations begin with, am I receiving the return I need? Am I doing everything to minimize the amount I'm paying in taxes? But more than that, wealth is about not worrying. And that's the last episode I recorded. Today is going off of that in more detail, saying, great, well, we know that if you are still worrying that you're not wealthy, and what we really want to understand is what do you need to do and what are the levels of wealth so that you don't have to worry? Because once we take that and we say, let's look under the hood, well, then all of a sudden your finances and life, it becomes a whole lot more simple. So here are his levels, and we'll go ahead and put this in a framework afterwards, but think about it this way. The three levels of wealth, according to the Slack founder, uh, or should I say the unintentional Slack founder, but um, he's saying that level one is you're not stressed out about debt. You no longer have to worry about credit card debt or student loans. Now, you might be listening to this and you might have credit card debt. You might have student loans. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means that it's a goal and something that we want to make sure we're addressing and that we're doing so intentionally and with a plan. And that's level one. Level two is where he says he doesn't care what stuff costs in restaurants, meaning How much you spend on a particular meal, it's not impacted by your finances. You will not go hungry. You're not worrying. You're not saying, now, I'm I'm 
pretty confident. I uh, can't say 100% that when he's going to a restaurant, he's still looking at the prices. I think anyone who says I don't look at the prices, maybe they are, maybe they are being truthful. But I think maybe the skeptic in me is saying you're still looking at it. It just might not impact you. But regardless from that tangent, um, that's level two where you're saying I just don't care what stuff costs in restaurants. And level three is I don't care what a vacation costs, meaning I don't care how expensive the hotel is or what the flight that I go on or whether I'm going private. It just doesn't matter. And this was a new way of looking at money. And it got me thinking about where most Americans find themselves on this scale. And data from a report from the Congressional Budget Office shows that people at the top of the income scale, they've experienced the most gains. Um, and the most wealth in their ability to not care about vacation costs. And it showed that the top 20% of earners, so the top 20% of people who make income, they saw their income rise almost 70%, while the top 1% was three times higher than that. And all that's to say is that there are more people who don't have to worry about how much they spend on vacations, and there are fewer people who don't have to worry about how much they spend at a restaurant, and there's more people who have to worry about debt. So on the one hand, yeah, it's nice that there are more people in the upper middle and highest income brackets that are in very high percentages that aren't worrying, but on the other hand, it's not a great look that there are now more people on that lowest rung that are struggling on that level three, sorry, level one. And so the middle class has seen the greatest decline in this time, most people in the upper class don't realize they made it to the top because they're comparing themselves to neighbors and comparing themselves in general. But what is middle income? What is upper income? The fact that you need to make more money to support a larger family could be, and this is a bit of a tangent, but it's on the article um, that was discussing this. So I thought, hey, might as well mention it, is that Income is not the same thing as wealth, so it makes sense to look at the net worth numbers as well. According to the Federal Reserve, as of 2016, the average net worth of American families is just shy of $100,000. I talked about this in the last episode. But the median wealth for the top 10% is over $1.6 million. And then the most staggering statistic of all, which you've probably heard, but I'm going to say it again, the top 1% holds almost 40% of the country's wealth. That's right. The top 1% of people hold almost half of the country's money. So the Fed broke this out, um, the net worth figures, by various percentiles. I'll read them off just in case that's of interest. The lowest 20%, well, their median net worth is $7,000. If you're in the 20% to 39% percentile, that's because your median net worth is around $30,000. If you have between 40% to 60%, if you're in that percentile, well, your net worth as a median of 68,600, 60% to 80%, your median net worth is around 170,000. Once you're in the 80% or above, your median net worth is 396,000. And to be in the top 10%, you must have over $1.6 million. Um, and that's just a staggering statistic because it comes down to wealth disparity. And one of the ways to combat that is through knowledge, is through intelligence, and all of these things that we read about, but it's also through taking action. And I think there are so many amazing, amazing, amazing financial podcasts that can explain things so clearly. 
Um, and then there are other podcasts that are so great with data, but it's all this information that it's overwhelming and people just don't take action on it. So I think it's always better to just think about what these levels are. Remember that it's not all inclusive, but I like the fact that he frames them in personal finance terms so people can understand. He's not saying it's this amount at this and this amount at this. He's saying, hey, where are you? Are, are you worried when you go out to eat? Are you worried when you go on vacation? It's to me depressing now that we have more people who are, first of all, not even able to really feel comfortable about going out to eat. They might do it, but they're not doing it with a confidence. And so what I really love is when people are able to confidently go and go on vacation and not, not feel bad because they understand they have a plan in place that allows them to do that. And it doesn't mean that it's a crazy vacation. It can be, but it's just about being intentional. So it's really sad to me and what I want to do is help as many people as possible. So please, please keep sharing this podcast. Please submitting questions. Um, please let me know how I can help. Thanks, guys. Talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.